Hey, I think we've all got our favorite classic Christmas movies, right, that we return to every year. I know I do, and guess what? My creation, Pastor Stephen Grant, has his Christmas favorites as well. By the way, what I'm about to say is wrong. This is the 131st episode, not the 130th. Yes, this 130th episode of the Press Club C podcast is about favorite Christmas movies, including those tied uh, to my new book, Christmas Bells at St. Mary's, a Pastor Stephen Grant short story. Before we get into our faves, um, let's first do a quick reminder on what the Press Club C actually is, what it's all about. Each letter stands for stuff we talk about. P is for politics. R is for religion, mainly Christianity. E is for economics. S is for sports. That second S is for stories, books and writing, my own books, other books, fiction, nonfiction, reviews, author interviews, and so on. C is for culture, pop culture, and otherwise. L, life, the big catch-all. U, understanding, lessons, for example, in history and economics. Uh, B is for business and entrepreneurship. And at last, C in Press Club, C is for conservative. Why? Because I am one. And in particular, we have to be very particular these days. I'm a freedom con. What does that mean? Well, for me, it's a Reagan, Kemp, Buckley, Coolidge, Lincoln, Madisonian kind of conservative. Uh, and by the way, I hope you'll support the Press Club C podcast. Uh, in the show notes, there's a link to the subscriber page. And if you subscribe at the $8 or $10 level, you will get two free books by me. The Traitor, a Pastor Stephen Grant novel, and my collection of essays behind enemy lines. Uh, remain a supporter going forward. You'll get a free book by me every six months. So that's pretty cool. Thanks. All right, so let's jump into this topic. Um, you know, what are your favorite Christmas movies? I have mine, as, as I mentioned at the outset. Um, and so does uh, my creation, Pastor Stephen Grant. Um, so we get, in, in my latest uh, novel, my latest work of fiction, I should say, Christmas Bells at St. Mary's, a Pastor Stephen Grant short story, uh, we get Grant's take on some of his favorite Christmas movies. Now, lo and behold, uh, those tend to line up with uh, my favorite Christmas movies. But just at, as a quick background on, on what the book is about, you know, the for example, the back uh, summary if you appreciate the, this is where from the back of the book. If you appreciate uh, the spirit captured by many classic Christmas films, then you're just like Pastor Stephen Grant, and you'll enjoy this latest adventure from the pages of his own journal. So this is first person, right? Pastor Grant paints a picture of Christmas at St. Mary's Lutheran Church. That's where he serves as a pastor, emphasizing gratitude for family, uh, for a new clergy friend for a special handbell concert, and yes, for movies of the season. But danger also lurks, and sin, justice, forgiveness, suffering, sacrifice, and salvation mixed together in a rare way. So this is um, my third uh, work of fiction that's told from Pastor Stephen Grant's first-person point of view from uh, the pages of his own journal. So... That's what we're working with here. That's kind of cool. I've enjoyed doing that little different from the other books. And this is the 19th book um, in the series, by the way. So let's start out by um, touching on the movies uh, mentioned in uh, Christmas Bells at St. Mary's. 
And um, so the first one is is The Thin Man. And in my view, you know, I kind of wonder, is this the first movie that people will debate whether it's actually a Christmas movie or not? Um, I love The Thin Man movies, Nick and Nora Charles, right? Um, and uh, uh, so, in, in, and by the way, the series, if you've never watched any of the movies, you have to. Uh, William Powell and Myrna Loy at as Nick and Nora are just uh, fantastic, um, and this is what I wrote in the book from Pastor Stephen Grant's uh, perspective. Uh, Jen, Jen meaning his wife, Jen adored the movie, but she accused me of starting our Christmas movie season early. She wasn't entirely off base. The Thin Man is one of those Christmas films that people don't think of as a Christmas movie. But the movie gets rolling with Nick and Nora hosting a Christmas Eve party in their hotel suite. In fact, among the moments that stick with me from The Thin Man, one is Nick using his BB gun on Christmas morning to shoot at ornaments on the tree with Nora's eyes moving in response while she remains silent. The second is when she declares, quote, the next person who says Merry Christmas to me, I'll kill him, close quote. Makes me laugh every single time. Uh, and then he goes on. This is the opening, by the way, to uh, to Christmas Bells at St. Mary's, the first journal entry. And Pastor Stephen Grant goes on to write, but I suppose there's a reason that it's not thought of as a Christmas movie. After all, it's a movie about solving a murder. Ah, a little tip of the hat there. Um, so I think Thin Man is, is a Christmas movie just because of when it takes place. Uh, and who doesn't want a good murder mystery uh, for in your Christmas movie. Uh, the, the second one that's mentioned in the book is uh, Christmas in Connecticut, which, again, I think um, until recently got lost a bit. Um, there are a lot of Christmas movies like that, but it is a wonderful movie. And you know what? What may, It's the, the, the people in the movie that really raise it up. And that's um, I make that point through Pastor Stephen Grant um, in this. Um, so he writes, uh, I'm also grateful. Ah, there's that gratitude thing for being part of the Stone family. This is Tom and Maggie Stone. So he's uh, there at their house for Thanksgiving. Stone family tradition of kicking off their Christmas movie watching season on Thanksgiving night with Christmas in Connecticut. You can't go wrong with Barbara Stanwyck. She really does take a role in a script that would have been fine otherwise and elevates it with some assistance from Sydney Green Street as well. Uh, and he goes on to say other things that I think um, um, are, are worth thinking about with that movie. But I think that's, um, that's the key point. There are the people, the actors involved. <clears throat> um, White Christmas is a big one in the Keating household. Um, it's also a big one in, um, in the... Uh, um, the Grant household as well. So that's uh, a biggie. Let me find, where did we, where did I put the stuff about White Christmas in here? Um, hmm. Bear with me here for a minute. Let's see. Here we go. Um, so he has a, a friend over. They have a friend over to the house. Um, and here's here's Grant's summary of why he likes Rick. Uh, white Christmas. Quote, as for me, I love White Christmas for its high energy dance numbers, corny jokes, romance, lots of singing, including Bing Crosby leading the way on White Christmas, and a Vermont Inn with the perfect fireplace. Jen loves that fireplace as well, 
and she talks about having a similar one installed in an extended dining room. Um, and there's more about that. It, it's fascinating, the, the diverse dance and singing numbers in that. And I understand it, it kind of fits with how the story goes. You know, the story is set up so they can do all of these things. Um, but it's just, it's just fun, joy, a fun, joyous movie. Uh, the other, the other one is, which is my favorite movie of all time, um, that gets mentioned in the book is It's a Wonderful Life, of course, um, starring Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. Uh, again, my favorite movie, uh, of all time. Um, here's, here's what I write through Stephen Grant, um, in the book. In Frank Capra's classic movie, George has shown what life would have been without him, making clear how many lives he touched and for whom he made, for whom he made a powerful difference. As Clarence puts it, quote, you see, George, you really had a wonderful life, close quote. George comes to put things in proper perspective, and then the love and gratitude that his family and all of Bedford Falls has for him also become clear. People who have never seen It's a Wonderful Life are often struck by the darkness of the film. I can see that. But in the end, It's a Wonderful Life is a film about how each life touches others, the virtues of sacrifice and compassion, the incalculable value of life, marriage, and family, and the importance of faith. It's a story in which a desperate man comes to see the gifts he has, been, he has both given and received, and he is transformed as a result. That's not a dark film in the end, but one that offers true hope. Um, now, let me let me touch on two more here, and and I hope these are your favorites. This is another. The Bishop's Wife is another movie that fell out of. Um, I want to say out of favor, but got lost for a long time, and it's made a resurgence lately. And I love this movie uh, for a variety of reasons, and so does Stephen Grant. Get out of here. Um, so here's a little bit that that I wrote through Stephen about this movie. Um, there actually was a good deal going on behind the camera with this 1947 movie starring David Niven as Bishop Henry Brom, Loretta Young as Julia Brom, and Cary Grant as Dudley and Angel. And by the way, perfect casting here. Just like It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas as well, Christmas in Connecticut, all of these movies um, just nail it in terms of who's in the movie. But let's, let's, um, let's go on a little bit because this is interesting. Um, Grant was supposed to play the bishop, but felt like he had the wrong role, so he and Niven switched, and yes, Cary Grant was right. But that wasn't the only change, as the original director, William A. Siter, was replaced by Henry Coster. And I read on the Turner Classic Movies website that there were other problems, script rewrites, Grant and Young having problems working together, and Niven suffering from the recent death of his wife. Nonetheless, the film did well at the box office, and it received five Academy Award nominations, including for Best Picture and Best Director. And again, in recent times, it seems to have regained its place as a Christmas classic. Um, there's plenty of, of great dialogue, witty stuff. This is my favorite that makes me laugh out loud, and of course, I write about it through Stephen Grant's pen. Um, so... Here we go. Uh, okay. The exchange between Bishop Brom and Mrs. Hamilton, the horrible wealthy woman who is trying to turn a new cathedral into something honoring her late husband. 
Mrs. Hamilton says. Now, that large window depicting St. George and the dragon, I should very much like the countenance of St. George, suggest my late husband, close quote. <laughs> Niven as Bishop Brom doesn't miss a beat, and he, he responds, yes, who do you see as the dragon? Makes me laugh every single time. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll continue reading this point that, that I, I raise in the book through, again, Stephen Grant. That would be enough, but the bishop's wife is not shy in sharing the Christian foundation of Christmas from the opening with Hark the Herald Angels Sing to the closing of a sermon about the true meaning of Christmas. There are <clears throat> prayers and quotes from Holy Scripture, but the most powerful aspect of this movie goes to Professor Wuthridge, portrayed by Monty Woolley, wonderful, uh, the professor starts off as an atheist who nonetheless puts a, up a small Christmas tree each season. He says, quote, I like to have a Christmas tree because it reminds me of my childhood, close quote. At another point, he explains that the tree, quote, gives me the illusion of peace on earth, goodwill towards men, close quote. However, by the end of the film, after a messenger from heaven, I, that is Dudley, touches his life, Professor Wetheridge removes his hat as he heads into church for Christmas Eve service. And he hears Bishop Brom pointing out that a stocking has not been hung, hung up, quote, for the child born in a manger, close quote. He continues, quote, it's his birthday we're celebrating. Don't let us ever forget that. Good stuff. Um, and then finally, the, the other movie that's mentioned in uh, Christmas Bells at St. Mary's uh, is, of all things, The Muppet Christmas Carol, one of our favorites in the Keating household. And I'm not going to read this, but... Uh, it's referenced in a sermon given by Pastor Stephen Grant. And now I will tell you that sermon was actually given uh, by my son, uh, Pastor David Keating. Uh, he's a pastor in Chicago. And uh, he gave this sermon about uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. And it just hit home with me, not just because he's my son, <laughs> but it also fit perfectly in terms of the message of the book of uh, Christmas Bells at St. Mary's. So I asked David if I could have Pastor Stephen Grant give that sermon in the book, and he agreed. Um, and I hope you enjoy that uh, in the book. Uh, and all credit to my son David there. Now, there are plenty of other uh, Christmas favorites that I have that go well beyond this, right? Um, I love um, the movie... Uh, and by the way, pay, crack open, if you don't have it, uh, TCM, uh, TCM's book, Christmas in the Movies, they have a revised and expanded edition, which is pretty interesting. So, you know, as I open this up, this serves as a good reminder for me in terms of what, uh, what some of my favorites are. And by the way, some that are not in this book rank as my favorites, but, uh, the shop around the corner from 1940, um, love that movie. That's a, been a recent addition to my favorite list. Um, now, what's interesting is um, this movie's a wonderful holiday story, right? Jimmy Stewart stars in it. Um, he's fantastic. There are a whole host of other folks that are great in the movie, but I have to admit, Margaret Sullivan plays uh, uh, the other main character. And I don't know what it is, but it's just something about her performance that seems to come up short for me. And I don't say that uh, happily, uh, because I love the movie, but I just don't think she kind of nails it. Um, I think she's kind of weak. So I would love to, you know, if anybody else has a view on that, um, <clears throat> uh, another big favorite in the Keating household is Holiday Inn, which was released in 1942. 
a whole, uh, you know, another uh, like White Christmas songs from Irving Berlin, great dance numbers. This is Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire, along with Marjorie Reynolds and Virginia Dale. Um, love the movie. There are a couple of one or there's one thing in particular that's dated uh, that you have to ignore, but the movie's just uh, it's just wonderful, and it covers the whole year, holidays for the whole year. But it really is a Christmas movie, um, and. By the way, this is where this is the movie where White Christmas debuted. So um, well worth uh, watching each year as we do in the Keating household. Um, another movie that is not a Christmas movie per se, but um, we tend to watch it um, at Christmas time. The Bells of St. Mary's, again, starring Bing Crosby. Um, wonderful movie. Love it. Not really Christmas per se, but there's just something about the story. Uh, Ingrid Bergman, of course, plays uh, the nun in that movie, and and Bing is playing a priest. Um, this is follow-up sequel to Going My Way, for which he won the Academy Award. So check that out. It just fits in the Keating household as a as a Christmas movie. Not quite sure why. Um, that movie came out in 1945. You got 1947, right? That was a big year. Uh, the Bishop's Wife came out in 1947, but also Miracle on 34th Street. With Maureen O'Hara, Natalie Wood, Edmund Gwen uh, as Santa. Those are the standouts for me in that movie. So those are, uh, that's a wonderful film. How could you not like Miracle on 34th Street? Um, there are others here uh, that I want to note that have recently come into my purview. Um, Three Godfathers um, with John Wayne. And it's uh, it's a movie about... Uh, it's a Western, right? Bank robbers on the run, uh, but they, they rescue a baby and attempt to get him to uh, safety across the desert. Very much a, uh, a Christmas movie. Um, and if you wonder, is there a good Christmas Western? Well, there it is. That's the one for you. Um, also, uh, that movie came out in 1948. Also, I'll jump ahead to 55. We're No Angels um, with Humphrey Bogart, Peter Ustinoff, uh, Aldo Ray. Um, you know, you've got prisoners, uh, they want to rob a shopkeeper, uh, but they meet the family and have a change of heart. And it's really a wonderful, again, Christmas movie. So I would say check that one out as well. Here's one that doesn't get mentioned a lot. Um, there are people in my household that like it and well, actually I'm the only one that likes it. <laughs> the lemon drop kid with Bob Hope. Um, it is hokey. Uh, I like it. It's fun. Um, it's, you know, about a bunch of, you know, con guys, good natured con men and so on. Um, and doing nice things at Christmas time, as it turns out the premiere, by the way, in that movie of the, of the song silver bells. So, uh, the lemon drop kid has, has fallen out of favor of whatever was in favor. Uh, but I would say, uh, check it out. What else? Um, there are a whole host of other ones that are come in along the way. Um, I'm going to jump ahead, though, to, uh, you know, I had that debate about The Thin Man. Is it a movie, a Christmas movie? Is it not? Well, yeah, you've got Die Hard, which is now it's become an old argument. The 1988 film. Um, is it a um, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? Bruce Willis is in it, of course. Love the film. I say, yes, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas action movie. Um so uh, check that one out. Uh, I think it's fun. You know, the remake of The Bishop's Wife was a preacher's wife with uh, 
Denzel Washington uh, in 1996. Doesn't get much attention lately. I think it's pretty darn good. So that's one worth uh, checking out, I would say. Um, what else? Uh, here's one that doesn't get any attention. And it's kind of a reverse It's a Wonderful Life. It's The Family Man with, of all people, Nicolas Cage and Taylor Leone. Um, it's from 2000. Uh, Don Cheadle is actually the angel in that. Um, I think that's a movie that a recent movie that's been lost. Um, in my age, when you talk about a movie in 2000, that's recent. <laughs> but I would say check that out. The Family Man is gets at least a thumbs up from me. I don't know about the rest of the people in the Keating household. Um, and then Elf. Elf has become, yes, a classic. And it's the 20th anniversary this year. Of course, starring Will Ferrell. Um and directed by John Favreau. People forget that. John Favreau, what a wonderful... This, you know, Of all the things that he's done, wonderful stuff. My goodness, he will be remembered for Elf because it has truly become um, a Christmas classic. So I, um, I love that film. I love the performances um, in the movie. Will Ferrell, of course, is wonderful. James Caan is in that. People forget. Wonderful. Uh, Zoe Deschanel does a great job. Uh, even Mary uh, Steenburgen, who's who's just kind of in the background. Uh, Bob Newhart as uh, as Buddy the Elf's uh, elf dad, right? Um, Edward Ed Asner as Santa. When he says in Central Park, "Back off, slick," uh, that just always sticks with me. So it's a it's a wonderful film on on so many different levels. Um, so that's a big that's a big thumbs up for me. Uh, of course, I have to mention the 1951 edition of Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. That's wonderful. Um, you know, I was going to get into the movies that don't do it for me, quite frankly. Um, I'm not going to get into that too much. You know, I finally did watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I have to say that didn't do it for me. Um, but I try not to do, uh, you know, why, why get into that this time of year? On the movie front now... Here's something I'll leave off on, and maybe we'll come back and do um, TV specials and episodes. But what about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special from, from last year, from 2022? I would argue it's that's a new classic. That is just a wonderful movie. Hits the right tones. It's funny. Um, you know, it helps if you're a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, but it's not required. So check that out um, on Disney+. Plus. Um, it is just a uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, hour. I think it's an hour or so, and I love it. it it's and Kevin Bacon's in that, and and there you go. Kevin Bacon gets a thumbs up, and all the folks from Guardians of the Galaxy. So good stuff there. I'm rambling now. I'd love to hear back from you guys uh, via you know uh, Facebook or whoever you want to send me a message. Um, um, my my. Email address, Keating at KeatingReports.com. I'd love to hear what your some of your favorites are. Uh, maybe you'll dispute some of mine. But um, it's it's just a wonderful time of year to enjoy those uh, types of films. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening again. Your feedback, your suggestions are always welcome. Um, please check out uh, my various endeavors and books. And, you know, uh, there are 19 Pastor Stephen Grant thrillers and mysteries out there now. Of course, I've talked about Christmas Bells at St. Mary's, a Pastor Stephen Grant short story. So please check that out. If you're more, uh, if you love historical fiction, Cathedral and Alliance of St. Michael novel is out there. Um, 
All of these make for great Christmas gifts. Uh, Signed books are over at reheatingonline.com. By the way, head over there for two planners that I think people, when they actually get them, they enjoy them. Um, the Lutheran Planner, the To-Do List Solution, or the Disney Planner, the To-Do List Solution. Um, nice big planners, desktop, using your kitchen in your home, spiral bound, so they lay flat. Uh, please check those out. Again, I think they make for uh, pretty good Christmas gifts. Um, if you're looking for something on my on the economic side of my life, the Weekly Economist 1 and 2, they're available. Uh, again, at Amazon.com at RayKeatingOnline.com. Thanks so much. Uh, God bless. Have a, a wonderful Advent season and a blessed Christmas season. And I'd love to hear from you guys about um, your favorite Christmas movies. Take care.